from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, welcome back to Taking Inventory, the RF Smart podcast. My name is Sarah Archer. I'm joined today by Seth King and Kevin Smead from our customer CFM. We're going to be talking today a little bit about CFM's WMS implementation, why they chose NetSuite and RF Smart, and how they're using RF Smart. So thanks guys so much for being here. I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. Seth, you've been a co-host on the podcast many, many times, but let us know, who are you? What do you do at RF Smart? Uh, yeah, I'm our AVP of sales for our NetSuite business at RF Smart. So I lead a team of managers and sales executives across the U.S. and Canada. I've been with the business about six years, personally been involved with probably north of 500 customer implementations from initial conversation all the way through handing it off to our services team to take the customer live. And one of those customers was CFM and Kevin. So Kevin, will you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about CFM? Hi, I'm Kevin Smeet. I'm with CFM Distributors. We are a wholesale distributor of HVAC equipment and parts for a Midwest company out of Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and Nebraska. And we've been in business for a little over 50 years at this point. And just a little inside information on us is that our DC is 110 thousand square foot building that is seven stories tall with two freight elevators, which changes the dynamics of how we have to do business. Can you give us a little bit more information about some of the things that you guys are doing to manage making sure that you're able to get all of your orders out and be efficient? We were on Infofax for over 30 years prior. And as they are being sunsetted, we knew we had to do something different and began the search for a new ERP. And at that point, we knew that we had to do something different as far as our warehouse management. And so we knew that we were going to be upgrading to a warehouse management system, as well as going to a full serialized warehouse management as well, which were some huge steps for us. So why did you guys end up choosing NetSuite and talk a little bit about your WMS implementation project? What criteria were you evaluating on when you were looking at WMS? Well, to begin with, as far as NetSuite, we did interview six different ERPs and narrowed it down to two and then ultimately chose NetSuite. And with that, we the only thing we really knew about warehouse management was that we needed it. We didn't have it. We were full paper-based system. And we knew that we wanted to jump into the new age of this. And so we knew that there were barcode scanners and we needed some of those. But as far as really knowing what we needed and what we needed to do, we were really relying on our implementation partner to help us through that. And so your implementation partner helped you evaluate some WMS systems and you actually selected one, but not RF Smart. Can you talk about that experience and why you selected that different WMS system and what that experience was like? Sure. And I can give you just a, a little bit of a timeline because one of the other things besides the fact that we were moving to all this new software was the fact that we decided that we were going to do all of this implementation right at the beginning of COVID. And so we actually signed contracts in June of 2020, which meant that everything that we did from an implementation 
was virtual, which created its own plethora of problems and interesting ways of learning how to do things. The implementation of the WMS started in earnest about September of 2020. And at that point, we had a go live date of March 1st, 2021. Now, everybody's going, hey, we've got to we've got to stick to this date because our busy season is June, July, August. That's when HVAC we sell the most. We had a pretty stringent timeline in order to be able to get this accomplished and didn't have any room to move out that date. Like I said, we started in September on the WMS and we were having difficulties. We found that the implementation just wasn't going the way we wanted it to. We couldn't see the results like we could in NetSuite for the things that we were trying to build out. We just weren't able to get it moving to where we thought we could actually use it. And this became a growing concern with our management personnel on our ERP team here at CFM. And so the, the conversation started getting tenser and tenser about, is this going to work for us? You know, is it just us? What's happening here? Before you go further, Kevin, on kind of how you got engaged with RF Smart, I'm kind of curious as you reflect back on the, the previous implementation, right? You didn't see it going the direction you wanted it to go. It was a growing concern. Like, what was that pivotal moment where it was like, we have to make a change or do something? Well, it really wasn't one pivotal moment. It became kind of a crescendo of all of the events that weren't happening. While NetSuite was getting built out and we saw, okay, our general ledger is all built out. This looks good and we've done this and we've done that. So we could check things off the list. I had put purchase orders in NetSuite with the expectations of receiving them with a WMS. And here it is in January, and I have never been able to receive a purchase order in the WMS, which we just couldn't get the pieces working. And so it was that and many other things made us believe that maybe this wasn't going to be achievable before our go live date. And so I was looking in my spam folder and saw this email from NetSuite and I'm saying, this is not spam because I need all the NetSuite emails that are coming through. And then I noticed it was from RF Smart. I knew nothing about this company. And so I thought, well, it, it was in the right place at first, but as I read the email, it intrigued me. And because of the issues we had had, I'm willing to read the email. And so as soon as I read it, I just thought, you know, what, what is this gonna hurt? I'm gonna make the call. And so I called the number on the email and I said, hey, you know, I really don't want to waste your time because here's my situation, but I just kind of like to know a little bit more about what you're doing. So he explains a little bit about what RF Smart is and what they do. And so at that point, I was intrigued enough to say, I'd like to know more. And I was on your website looking at things and he goes, you know what, we've got a demo coming up that I can put your name in, get you on the demo. And that happened almost immediately. And who hosted that demo? None other than Sarah Archer. I went back and looked and it, I, that was the demo that I hosted, which is so fun to see you now being so successful. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. Yeah. But it was that demo that, and most poignantly was the fact that I got to see NetSuite side by side with a scanning device and what it looked like real time, the correlation between the two. And there was one piece of the puzzle that really made it make sense. And that was the fact that RF Smart is built onto NetSuite where our previous solution was built outside as a separate entity. And that was huge because that meant that there was only one truth, that everything was still using NetSuite's data. And that really rang home for me. And so after I saw the demo, I sent an email out to the management and said, I think we've made a mistake that we need to do something. I was able to get a copy of that demo and sent it to everybody in our organization so that they could see it. And it was at that point that the ball really started rolling. So Kevin, so what I heard was the one thing that really stood out to you was you saw our smart right next to NetSuite in that demo and found out, wow, their architecture is NetSuite. There is no separate database. My NetSuite purchase order is my RF Smart purchase order. So what I'm hearing is it wasn't necessarily these functional, like huge wow moments. It was architecture that was that big aha moment for CFM. Is that right? I definitely would say that is right. To me, it just seems like there's such a difference when you speak about your previous WMS system and talking just about the time that you guys committed to this. I'd love for you to speak a little bit about your implementation because it's a kind of a night and day experience from that first WMS experience to implementing with RF Smart. So would you pick up where you left off? What happened when you guys chose to go with RF Smart? Well, like I said, we had started this journey in June of 2020. We really had started working on the WMS in September and it was in January 28th that I actually found uh, the RF Smart email. We ultimately signed with RF Smart, I believe it's February 15th, and our go live was set for March 1st. Well, as we're going through those two weeks, we're looking at this going, we have made the most last minute change you could ever make. And we're going, how is this ever going to happen? And during the conversations with our smart, we're like going, how fast can you implement this? And that was the huge question is, is this even attainable? Because here we were five, six months into an implementation that we were looking at changing. And now we have no time left to do it. But ultimately, we did have to push out our go-live date until March 30th, which was our go-live. So from February 15th, when we signed on, it wasn't until February 26th that RF Smart installed our bundle. Okay, so that gives you the real timeline of where we were at. Now, that day that we got our bundle installed, I was talking to the installer. It was late in the afternoon and I said, okay, great. We've got an RF smart guy coming in to work with us in the next week. When can we start using this? And he goes, well, it's live in your system now. He goes, you can use it right now. And I'm like, Wait, no, I mean, when can I actually start doing something with it? He goes, no, start working with it. And so 
with that being said, I took one of our scanning devices and that night I went down to the warehouse, flipped the lights on, took one of those POs that I had put in months before that had never gotten received. I went down there and I received that PO with RF Smart. And it was at that moment that I knew, yeah, we're going to have plenty to do and this is not the end all. But I knew it would work because within hours of the bundle installation, I had received my first PO. So that's a great story. And I appreciate you sharing that. A lot of people will think, well, once you install, it's not just activation, right? I could use it. So talk to us about what happened over that next four weeks. I believe you guys actually had Pat come on site as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. And we could not have done it without Pat. That's a legend around here. Shout out to Pat. I love that you say that because when you think back to the conversation earlier, you said it wasn't features and functions that led us to really see that our smart was a difference. It was architecture. And I would argue the second thing that we pride ourselves on is our people, right? Our architecture is important, but every WMS can pick and pack and ship and receive. And we start to think our people is our biggest difference maker. So tell me more about Pat. Tell me more about what happened those following four weeks. You just did this PO receipt. You kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like this is going to actually work. What happens the next four weeks? Right after that, the next week, Pat shows up for a week. And that was a week of business assessment about what do we need? What do we have to build in? What are our special needs? Because at that point, we did have some modifications that we wanted to make. And quite frankly, with the ridiculously short timeline, not all of those got done before and we couldn't have expected them to be because that's just unrealistic to expect all of that to get done. But the main portions of this to make it something that we can actually use to begin with and set up our printers, set up our devices. And keep in mind, because we hadn't been able to get a WMS working until now, we still didn't have all of our UPC codes and all of that transition coming over. So that's part of what we were working on. We did not have barcode scanning prior to this. So this was all brand new. Pat also came back for almost another week for our go live, which was also incredible because he was there for our full on inventory as we transitioned over. He was here the whole time. He was here for the first days of our go live to make sure that things were getting done. He was in the trenches with people figuring out UPC codes, what was going wrong. And that expertise and guidance was a great investment for CFM because it is optional, but due to the short timeline, it, it really saved us. So you implemented in like four weeks where you had Pat come on site for a week early on, a week during go live. And I remember having the conversation with you guys. One of the hurdles was you've got this separate WMS in all your bins and all your inventory location in your bins is in the separate system. And now we have to turn bins on in NetSuite and we have to move all of your inventory into bin level location inside of NetSuite. And that was part of that inventory count. You guys used inventory count setup, I assume, and, and did the full physical and simultaneously sell your inventory up at the same time with Pat? Yes, because we actually had to bring all of the inventory in at that point. Right. And it was a huge multi-day operation for us to actually go in. And once again, the, the importance of this was because of it being serialized, we had so much work to do. Because it's not like you're going in there and you're just counting that we have 50 of them. We're now saying we have 50 of them 
what are all 50 serial numbers. Sure, right. Now you're tracking inventory details down to the individual unit. So the last question before we move on and to the next section is, you never had a WMS before, right? You, you were running fax for 25 years. Everything was manual. You were writing serial numbers down on paper when things were going out the door. You knew WMS was part of your ERP evaluation. So certainly you understood your business, right? So when Pat came on site, you could explain your business, but how much of that four weeks was Pat advising you on best practices versus us just replicating what you were asking us to do? Certainly there's customizations that we need to tailor, but maybe talk about some of the, the guidance and consulting that Pat provided outside of the product. When we got into the process, we still didn't know fully what we needed. Sure. And until we could get the thing turned on and see how it worked, then we could see how it related to us because we actually created a modification that we thought we needed that truth be told, we never used it. It turned out that we came up with a different process that was even more efficient than that. And then that made the first modification something that we didn't need anymore. So tell me more about that. So what was the modification that we started to go down the path of and looked at? We created a modification that was called counter sales. And it was designed to help uh, counter people that sell a lot of parts in a showroom that where people are just picking things off the wall or fittings out of bins or a thermostat off the shelf, bringing it up to the counter and that's all they need. And so we thought, well, wouldn't that be more efficient if we actually could do that without having to use the scanning devices? Well, that's from a mindset of what we were doing before. And so we thought, well, that's going to be more efficient. And it turned out that the other modification that we did, which was a need for, because of the warehouse to make it more efficient, because we have large equipment that goes out the warehouse doors, is that we needed a solution that would keep the entire fulfillment, including the shipping, in RF Smart and the handheld device. It was an inefficiency for us to have to go back to NetSuite and market shipped. Well, especially in your seven-story warehouse, trying to get back to a terminal. To a terminal. That's so, quite a bit of space you're covering. So the modification was to mark your order shipped after you kind of picked and staged it. It actually went a little further than that, is that from the point that you have picked and packed it, we then created a fulfillment that marked it shipped. It actually allows us to get the customer or the driver's signature on the handheld device and then the opportunity to print out either a receipt or a mandatory bill of lading if it is something that's being shipped out. And so now, instead of going back to the office, we created a scenario where the printer is at the dock door. Instead of having to have a terminal there, you have your handheld device, you do it all there. You get the signature, you print it out and you never have to leave where you just loaded their truck. Awesome. So we have an advanced workflow now, Kevin, that marks orders shipped and you can either just market shipped or you can scan the items in market shipped. What it sounds like is you took it a step further in your old system. You were basically, you had a packing slip. It sounds like your driver was 
signing that as kind of proof of pickup. You probably had to scan that or file that somewhere or run back to a PC. And now you have a terminal sitting at your bay door pickup area. And after an order has been picked, you go into RF Smart, you mark it shipped, and then you have the option to actually capture signature right on the device. And my assumption is that ties to your fulfillment record. And then you can optionally also print out uh, a bill of lading or any other documentation right there from a printer. So you've eliminated the need for a PC and kind of streamlined both your hardware needed, but you've also created more efficiency and eliminated more steps and just kind of that driver pickup or will call area. Absolutely. And what we found was that even the counter people who might have to move around in the showroom or they have to go get a motor off a shelf and then come back up that they've got this handheld device on them all the time. And it's just as easy to hand that off and have them sign it and make the whole thing happen in RF smart, which along with that just automates everything because then we don't inadvertently forget to do something when it was a two-step process. Awesome. So one of the questions I have for you, Kevin, is let's say that you were a customer that was coming to RF Smart and you weren't under this time crunch to get live at a certain time. Knowing what you know now, would you still have a business analyst come on site? Yes, I believe I would. And it really worked for our business. I would say, especially because of the fact that we had been doing things the same way for so long that we needed somebody to evaluate why we should still be doing it the old way. To that point, one of our biggest hurdles going live, and especially with such a short amount of time, was compliance. The software did exactly what we told it to do, but until we got everybody on board so that they were doing the processes right, we still had some issues. And from using NetSuite when you should be using RF Smart was probably one of the biggest hurdles. Now, with that being said, is that as soon as you start having those obstacles that have locked up your inventory, that have created negative inventory, at that point, you have to start getting real good at finding out where things got messed up. And that was where RF Smart, we give it really high marks is because the reporting tools that are inside of RF Smart or Stellar, you can go in and you can find exactly every time something got touched by whom, by which serial number, and you can then begin to dissect how to fix it. Because too many times, and especially because you're utilizing bin transfers, you're utilizing individual picked bins. The web that you weave in there is not easy to undo. And so you have to have these tools that can tell you exactly what happened and know exactly where it's at. And some, sometimes it was knowing that you actually put it in twice with two different serial numbers. Yeah. So I think you're talking about the inventory reporting tool. And while our smart prevents things like duplicate serials and stops people from making mistakes, well, if you're not using our smart, those mistakes can still get made in the ERP, right? That's may let you make a duplicate serial where our smart won't. So what I'm hearing is you had people going into NetSuite and possibly doing inventory adjustments or doing bin transfers or deleting fulfillment records. And since our smart and NetSuite share the same inventory system, what that did was then create inventory discrepancies and 
rather than going on an Easter egg hunt through NetSuite, trying to figure out, well, where did that transaction happen? You're leveraging our smarts reporting tools to then, you know, look at those, hey, where do I have duplicate serials? Where do I have negative bin inventory? And you're simply able to look at the user, the transaction, the date, the time, and then go and reconcile those errors to prevent any future problems down the road. Absolutely. I refer to it as breadcrumbs. You leave a trail of breadcrumbs. And so you know every single input and output of that inventory. And to your point of when somebody deletes a record, that can create some issues. But if you if you look at the breadcrumbs, you can see the ones that got removed in the middle and you now know what to do with it. I'm not sure if you know the the story, Kevin, of how our inventory reporting tool actually came to be, but it wasn't this item on our product roadmap. We weren't sitting here trying to think, let's make an inventory reporting tool. It was actually, it came from one of our developers on our support team. Mm -hmm. So we had this developer, Matt DeGarry, and at some point he determines, wow, we have a lot of support cases coming in for the same thing. He, He saw a theme, he saw a pattern where they weren't actually R of smart issues, but they looked like R of smart issues, right? Because somebody deleted a transaction in NetSuite. Somebody created another serial number through an inventory adjustment and created a duplicate in NetSuite. And then we basically trigger that error when that happens. So he determined, well, I'm going to write a tool that just solves all of those problems or finds them. And that's how that tool came to be, was from our support team. And in turn, it eliminated a ton of our support cases because... Now our customers are basically, to your point, able to follow that trail of breadcrumbs and figure out where that issue went wrong. And we actually have a podcast where we interview Matt DeGeary, who created the tool. So I'm going to leave that linked for you guys. If you've got questions about the inventory reporting tool, how to use it, how it came to be, it is a really neat story. And love that it's something that our customers are leveraging all the time. Well, guys, that's our conversation for today. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Seth, thanks for being here as well. For those of you listening, make sure you subscribe before you go. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or at our website, rfsmart.com slash podcast. There's also an email subscription at that website where you can get an email notification every time we release a new episode so you'll never miss an episode of your favorite inventory management podcast. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next time.